I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. No, it's stupid. Oh wow, that's doing that. Okay, sure, why not do that? All right, so I I guess we've started. Hello, my pool scoop. Or uh, anyways, <laughs> today is Saturday, the fourth of December. Be probably listening to this on Monday, the sixth. Uh, we are in December now. That's pretty cool. Oh, happy final week of F1. We've entered the the final stage. Um, we have not seen the race tomorrow, and I will have to not look at my phone tomorrow because I will be off playing Twilight Imperium. Did you die or something? No. I'm um, uh, just making sure. Just a just a quick note. Why is everything broken? Anyway, <laughs> I, did did you need everything to work? <laughs> no. Um. So yes. Tomorrow will be the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of uh, controversy over whether F one should be in Saudi Arabia because of the whole, you know, human rights being gays illegal and they'll they'll whip you in the streets for it. Yeah, not great. <laughs> but um, you know, that's not my problem. All I'm saying is there a reason that this is a very Max Verstappen fan track. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason Max Verstappen has a lot of support here. Being the Republican candidate at all. Of course. Alright, well speaking of Republican candidates... <sighs> the Hyundai Elantra N has nothing to do with the Republican Party, but it does Nor does Max Verstappen do. really, but... <laughs> It does have everything to do with being kind of cheap and all right. So, it's got 276 horsepower, and it can be temporarily boosted to 286 with the push of a button that I believe lasts for about 10 seconds. Uh, comes with a 6-speed manual stock, or you could upgrade to an 8-speed dual clutch. Um, it's up to you whether that's an upgrade or not but it's about $2,000 more, so. Um, its base price is $31,900, which is actually incredibly cheap for a sedan at this power level, so um, that's pretty much why we're covering it, because there's nothing special about it besides the fact that it's affordable. Like, that's about it. <laughs> I, I think that's the theme of this week, is nothing special. It is over a quiet week. Speaking of uh, nothing special but affordable, unless you weren't done. <laughs> no, go ahead. All right, speaking of affordable, Aston Martin has announced, and this is actually big, I think so. Uh, Aston Martin has announced the return of the V12 Vantage for one final time, unless we really get hydrogen combustion or biofuels in, in order, then we could still have V12s, but that's unrelated. For, for now, it's the last V12 Vantage. Uh, this bad boy coming with maybe a twin-turbo 5.2-liter V12 from the V12 Sports something. Uh, it's another car something. I don't know. I don't know where people found that one. Man, I'm, <laughs> I am now realizing how not only tired I am, but also that I, I didn't do as much research as I need to do. But I'm going to keep talking, and that's what's important. 
Um, yeah. Last time this car was around, it sold very well, and it's a very infamous car uh, in their legacy. And this uh, new V12 will very likely have an AMG badge on it, which makes it even sexier. <laughs> I am I am personally very hyped for this vehicle, and you yeah. should be too. Honestly, we'll see. <laughs> I can't give my anyway. opinion on it until Doug DeMiro reviews it. Anyway, um, the Corvette Z06, you know that little that little thing. Um, we've that small vehicle. Kind of, we have a little bit more information. Kind of, not really. Uh, the price was suggested slash hinted by one of the people at GM to be around or under ninety thousand dollars, and to be honest, that's about it. <laughs> we have we got we have no more information. We have uh, nothing this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Speaking so. of scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Actually, now, um, Genesis has announced an updated version of the G90. Now, you're probably thinking, well, Genesis is a fairly big luxury company, and this is the top model. Wouldn't this be big news? Yeah, they didn't announce really anything other than that. They just showed pictures of it. Not even interior, which in a luxury car is the more important part, just the outside, which I do have to say, it looks pretty good. I, I like how it looks. It looks... It's like a runway in a, like a, never mind. Uh, I can't, I can't back <laughs> up my claim there, so I'm just going to forget I said it. Uh, yeah, that's literally all I have is that it's coming. Uh, and we yeah. will not be able to give our opinion on it until Doug DeMiro reviews it. Yeah. So, I know we've said many times that we're not a political podcast, but every once in a while we have to step we, Okay, up. hold on. Our, I think our official rule is if we're making fun of uh, everyone in politics, then we're, we can do it. Well, we are, because... Good. We exclusively <laughs> um, make fun of politics on this podcast. The new tax credit system for EVs is what I will just respectfully call a hot pile of garbage. Because... That is the respectful way of saying that. Yeah, so basically, you know the Chevy Bolt EV, that car that's just been kind of exploding all over the place and never seeming yeah. to stop? Well, Don't worry, Chevy's figuring out ways to have damage limitation when it does yeah, blow up. Of course. Anyway, uh... <laughs> That's the only car on the market in the United States that qualifies for the full tax credit because there's a requirement in the law for the full tax credit to only apply to manufacturers who have U.S. unionized workers. Oh, now, Tesla would never have those. What? Yeah. So that rules out Tesla. In America and unionized? Excuse me? Yeah, they don't believe in unions because they don't believe in workers' rights. No, we we believe in Uberizing our workforce. 
<laughs> they're not those those factory workers. They're not workers. They're not my employees. No, they're no, all those are private contractors. contractors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Private. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to pay for their insurance, and I can pay them below minimum wage because they accepted the contract. Anyway, because of that, uh, all all other car companies that make electric cars qualify for the lower tax credit bracket, which is four thousand five hundred dollars less. Um, which is a at least it's something. Of money. But yeah. also, if you're buying a Tesla, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, but the total tax credit's twelve thousand five hundred dollars, so that's not. But like, yeah, 4, that. That is the difference I, of considering a Tesla and not buying a Tesla. Yeah. So also I say considering, meaning that you might still not buy it. You should still not buy it. Anyway. Wait, I just realized is the 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 Mustang Mach E doesn't qualify. No, because it's manufactured in Mexico with unionized ah. workers. They're legitimately still unionized workers, but they're in Mexico, so they don't count. I, Which I'm at the point now where I, I I count I would count that they're they're North Americans. Exactly, it's kind of ridiculous that like we're act like that anyway. Anyway, um, the next if car it was in Canada as well, I would count it. Yeah, the next car that will qualify is the F one fifty Lightning whenever it comes out because uh. that will be made in the U S with Ford unionized workers. But yeah, no, that until then, can't be made any other way, or else yeah. it wouldn't sell. That's until not then, true. We have no other cars that qualify for the full twelve thousand five hundred dollar tax credit. So yeah, you know, That's car crazy. does qualify for the coolness tax credit. <laughs> the radical SR fifty, I think. I don't know. I didn't write it down. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, Radical, for those that don't know, make little zippy uh, BAC mono-esque, except there's two seats, Formula Road cars. I don't, I don't actually know that they're road. Don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, no, literally, just all I have here is that they sort of went into an interview talking about some of the advancements that they're making, as well as some just like their future as well as the success of the company overall recently they have sold the most vehicles they ever have in the past year which was 80 which is amazing for them uh but overall they said that the next the next the 2022 model year of their car is going to be focusing on that of safety reliability and there was a third r word i don't remember hold on yeah what are they I'm sorry, I'm going to find it real fast. Whatever, safety and reliability. Uh, and the reason that they said they are doing this is they believe it'll make their cars faster in that the drivers will become more confident and feel more safe and feel less yeah. like the car's going to fall apart around them. It's always fun when your car feels like it's about to fall apart while you're driving it. Well, I'm sure it'll still feel like it's going to fall apart, but it just won't do that as much. Well, I think they hope it won't. <laughs> Speaking of falling apart around you. Uh, I mean, not really, but sure. The Volvo XC90. Uh, we have a little bit of information about its successor. 
Uh-oh. And that information is that it's going to start with a vowel. That's that's it. We Literally, are. That's it. Uh, are the just... worst. The worst part about this is, uh, Motor One reported this as legitimate news. So we are. Um, we took the opportunity to make fun of them for being absolute. Morons. We are really just like. I think we've removed the bottom of the barrel. We're just digging at the ground now. <laughs> anyway, you know what's the funniest part about this? This what? comes from a, 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 a statement issued directly from Volvo. <laughs> like, nice. Volvo came out and said, Yeah, we're making a new version of the XC90. And you know what's special about it? It's going to start with a vowel. I mean, I guess it is kind of big news because I think I think they've had their name system for a very long time. Yeah. And so this yeah. is different. I I guess for the Volvo purists, this is a this is a game changer. But I I gave up on hope. I gave all hope on Volvo when they said they were going to stop making their wagons, which is what they were great at. Yep. So they're dead to me now. I I hope they declare bankruptcy. Dang. Honda. Honda. Speaking of companies that want to declare bankruptcy, Activision plus Honda. <laughs> Honda has made an oopsie whoopsie in that uh, on a as of right now, well, no, I have the number, but I'm not going to say quite yet. Number of vehicles such as the Passport, Pilot, and Ridgeline between 2017 to 2020. In most reports, some say 2016 to 2020. It was weird. Um, the hood striker can become loose, damaged, and separated from the hood, which can result in vibrations or the hood opening while driving. Now, Yo, that's uh, always fun. Yep. Uh, now this affects roughly seven hundred and twenty-four thousand eight hundred and twenty-six vehicles, which, if you don't know recall numbers, that's a lot. That is a lot, a lot, a lot of vehicles. Yeah, that's that's um, that's that sure I would venture to say I would venture to say that that is top five, possibly largest recalls of all time. I'm sure there's been one that before that was over a million. I don't have I the numbers in front of me. For sure, there have been quite a few more than a million. But what I can also tell you is that this is literally every passport pilot and Ridgeline made between those years. Because if 2070, 2020, and if it affects if, one of them, it affects them all. If if you have one from 2016, I I don't know what to tell you. I got rules for both. Is... You might get some message in the mail. You might not. Good luck. Yep. You could just take it in and then get a new uh, hood part for free. Anyways, yep, you might not need it. Work. <laughs> yep. Anyway, but, uh, speaking of recalls, are you done? Yes. Okay. Well, Tesla did a thing. Actually, this, I have to put a side note on this. This isn't actually Tesla's fault. Uh, one of Whoa, Tesla's suppliers. It doesn't really, but that's besides the point. One of Tesla's suppliers made an oopsie and, and when they were making a certain part of the car. Now, that part happened to be the steering knuckles, which, um, 
for those of you who don't know, the steering knuckle is essentially the part that holds the wheel to the suspension, which is like really important. Because <laughs> if it becomes damaged, well, your wheel falls off and then your car slams into the ground while you're doing 80 on the highway and it might roll over. So, um, they, they uh, have some problems. Basically. Well, they picked the supplier, so it's still their fault. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, the, the problem also affects the rear knuckles, which aren't steering knuckles. They're technically suspension knuckles, but that's besides the point. Um, this is due to improperly heat-treated parts. Now, essentially, they know exactly what happened. When they were doing the heat-treating process, one of the oil vats that they used for quenching wasn't filled enough so basically uh, the parts weren't getting cooled fully and parts of it were quenched and parts weren't which if you know anything about metal heat treating that's like really really bad because it means there's a structural difference between the two pieces of the metal and they will act differently and part of it will be strong and part of it will be really weak and it's just a bad time anyway <laughs> this problem only uh, we don't actually know if it affected 826, but Tesla only recalled 826 cars. Um, despite the fact that they claim that the affected cars are anywhere between the 2020 and 2022 model year model-wise. Which is like kind of a big range for only 826 cars to be recalled. So I'm really confused how this happened, and how it went on for so long, to be honest, because someone, you think someone would have noticed that the oil vat was low, and been like, hey, that's a problem, but apparently people are just stupid. <laughs> Aren't we? Anyway. Um, so yeah, basically, what can happen if this is actually damaged is a small crack can form in the steering knuckle, and if that crack gets bigger, essentially the steering knuckle fails, and your car... Uh, experiences what's known in the industry as a destructive failure of the entire car <laughs> which is basically the car falls apart and well you probably will survive the crash uh, it's not a 100% chance so yeah. uh, if you have this problem I, I, would, I would venture to say it's above one yeah uh, your chance of death is above one percent yeah Anyway, um... Uh, I really quickly went to F1 just to see if there's anything. Uh, Piastri apparently did something good during the F2 race. Um, yeah, I have to go crash. Or I have to go ask my mom's car if, uh, if... Ask my mom's car. Okay, I have to go pee. <laughs> Alright, so.